Blog Talk Radio. Well, today on this show, 
we're going to break down some of it and hopefully give you a little bit more insight and, and help you become a little more knowledgeable about where this shutdown is going and, and who's saying what and who really has uh, the best interest of the citizen, the Joe public, in, in, in mind. Of course, let's not forget we are dealing with what? Politicians. All right, let's not forget that. So the more the more uh, talk, they talk, the more you just shake your head like, what are they talking about? Who, who are they really concerned with? Well, as I said before, we're going to get a little bit into that, and we're going to help to hopefully help you understand uh, about what's, what's, what's really happening here with this government shutdown. And what is the big holdup? Why can't they get this thing right? Why can't they get this thing right? You know, we'll leave it right there for right now, okay? <laughs> We're going to leave it right there. Oh, Lord, I almost got into it without even trying to get into it. But regardless, like I said before, we got your song of the day, and we have uh, the Black History Moment getting ready to come up. But before we do, let me tell you how you can be a part of the show, okay? The easiest way is give us a call at 347-838-8622. Once again, that's 347-838-8622. We can also call, uh, bah, bah, bah. you can log into our chat room at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk, all right? And you can email me at ericlesstalk at gmail.com. And I think that's all the ways you participate on the show today. That's all the ways I'm going to tell you anyway. <laughs> For those that may have a little extra, you know, um, access to myself or P. Ross, y'all know how to hit us up if you want to say something. Welcome, Guest 970 in the chat room. Glad to see you hanging out with us today. Hope you enjoy the show. Uh, so those are all the ways you can participate on the show. And as I said before, I do... Do, do really, 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 really want you to be a part of this show today because we have a lot of information we're going to share with you, as I said before, and hopefully you have a piece of paper available. So you write some of this down. So next time you get in a conversation with someone that is less informed than yourself, you'll be able to correct some of the, the falsehoods that's being put out there as far as what's going on with this shutdown. Okay, so with all that being said, it's time for some music, y'all. And y'all know I love my music, and but the certain songs I just love because I just love the message they they, they send out. <laughs> you know, and like last Friday, first Friday, I had to give give I had to give praise to the man upstairs, and I played a God like you by Kurt Franklin. Hey, I like that song. But here's another one of my favorites. It's Ragged Bone Man. He's singing human, y'all. See y'all in about three minutes and 17 seconds. Enjoy. Maybe I'm foolish. Maybe I'm blind. I can see through this and see what's behind Got no way to prove it, so maybe I'm lying But I'm only human after all 
I'm only human After all, don't put your blame on me Don't put your blame on me Take a look in the mirror What do you see? Do you see it clearer? Or are you deceived? In what you believe Cause I'm only human After all You're only human After all, don't put the blame on me Don't put your blame on me Just not on the show. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Just not on the show. Right. So now well, we're going to tell you, okay. we, we can tell the truth now. <laughs> okay. Oh. Well, then, it's okay. It's okay. Well, since you put it that way, and I know what you've been doing, so, you know, I'm just messing with you. I'm just I messing know. with you. Huh? <laughs> All right. So you ready to drop some, some great information on these individuals today, our listeners today? Yeah, yeah, why not? Why not? I think I think I think uh, we got a lot of good information that we need to uh put out there uh, uh for them and uh so they you know, they they can have something to bump their gums about a little bit later. <laughs> of course, just a tad bit later. But they are going to be bumping their gums one way or the other. You know? But yeah. Um of course they are. Don't they always yeah. bump their gums? That's what we do as humans. We bump our gums. Whether we know what we talk about or not half the time. Most of us try to know a little bit about some of what we're talking about, but, you know, sometimes it happens. We just start opening up our traps and all kind of stuff come out. Right. We more with, look, we see that more with politicians than anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody got their opinion. Especially mm. this administration. Especially yeah. administration. Oh, my Lord. It's just so Oh, no, my Lord is bright. <laughs> All right. Well, stand by. Stand by. You know what time it is. We got to get this Black History moment in. And, uh, you know, uh, we got something. Uh, uh, so, ooh, so I didn't even know today. And it's, it's amazing. It's wonderful. It's Outstanding, <laughs> as I can say it. Y'all know what? It's that time, y'all. It's that time for the Black History Moment. Today, today's Black History person is Vivian Thomas, the inventor of the Blue Baby Syndrome treatment. Okay, and that's V I V I E N. So y'all may pronounce it what you may like to. But I'm going to pronounce it BBN, uh, and it's a guy, okay? It's a black man. Let me say that. Okay? Um, this guy here, man, he did some outstanding work. At the age of 20, he was hired as a technician in the laboratory of the surgeon Alfred Blaylock, who lived from 1910 to 1964 at the University of Vanderbilt at Nashville in, in Tennessee. Okay? Um now, Blaylock, he was so impressed with Thomas's intelligence that he taught him human anatomy, okay? Human anatomy. You know, it's amazing when somebody thinks you're that smart where well, you can grasp the human anatomy because the human anatomy is something else. I like the human anatomy myself, especially females. But anyway, um, Thomas and Dr. Blaylock succeeded in proving that the crush syndrome of which a lot of patients were dying was not due to bleeding as generally admitted, but to the muscular toxins emission. All right. After the experiment of the vascular reparation for that disease on animals without success, Blaylock was able to confirm that that hypnosis, and he was he has been acknowledged worldwide. That discovery allowed. That don't make no sense. Wait a minute. 
people's lives during the 1939-1945 war. At the same moment, Blaylock and his assistants started to experiment open-heart operations and a large, on a large scale, and that was going to lead to a revolution in the medical field. Y'all got that, right? Now, uh, because of his new reputation, Blaylock accepted a position as a senior surgeon at Johns Hopkins. You know, and we know Johns Hopkins would be the best thing there is out there, medical school and the best hospital, right? So he asked Thomas to come along. Okay, so um, once they got there, uh, they carried out 200 operations on dogs that he himself turned into blue, turned blue beforehand and was able to create a connection between the blood vessels that treat the disease he succeeded in proving that the surgery to correct the problem does not lead to death and persuaded Blaylock, who carried out only one experiment of surgery in this matter, to operate on human beings. So, basically what he did, he experimented on some animals, you know, which today is everybody gets up in the uproar over, but he experimented on some animals to help um come up with a, 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 a cure for, for this disease and to see what really causes this disease. Thomas adjusted surgical tools so that they could be used on human beings, and on the 29th of November, 1945, 44, I'm sorry, Vivian Thomas, who was 34 by then, assisted Dr. Blaylock during a surgical operation on an 18-year-old teenager. At Blaylock's request, Thomas stood behind his shoulder and was guiding his gestures during the operation. After three surgeries, the method was mastered and success was made, met. The whole world saluted the, that innovation called anastomosis of Blaylock toxic. Thomas was not mentioned, and his contribution was ignored by Blaylock and the university. See? Now, see, isn't that amazing? Somebody standing behind you, they telling you what to do, knowing you could not have done it before then. You see how they do our black inventors, our, our black innovators. See how they do them? Now, he was successful, then all of a sudden, bam, he wasn't even recognized. Well, Mr. Thomas created other surgical methods and invented instruments for heart operations. Thomas taught several known worldwide surgeons. He did. He taught a whole lot of people. Uh, the 2004 movie called Something the Lord Made was based on Mr. Vivian Thomas' true story, and it starred most death and made a story of that. And um, that is what uh, that is your Black History moment, basically. Yeah. So you want to look him up? As I said, it's Vivian Thomas. V I V I E N. <laughs> the name is Vivian Thomas, and that was your Black <laughs> What's going on right here? Oh, Lord, what's going on? I got so much going on at the moment. Um, So that was a Black History moment, and I hope you learned a little bit. You can always look it up. You can always look it up, all right? You can, all, you can look it up at... um. Vivian Thomas, inventor of the Blue Baby Syndrome Treatment. It's out there for you as everything else. So, 
So, you know, you can check it out. All right? So with that fun, 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 fun thing being done, it's time to get on to the gist of it. Guest 983, welcome to the chat room. All right, so uh, before I go any further, let me bring my co-host back in and let her give her take on the black history moment real fast. You know, she's a very astute observer. P, where you at? I know, but they they treat treating you kind of bad right now, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they treat you kind of bad at the moment. Oh Lord, have mercy. Oh man, I mean, come on, man. I mean, really. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. All right, you. Kicking, kicking, kicking right. me out of stuff, and 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 oh man, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even know. I don't, I don't even know why they they do that to me. But anyway, so yeah, that's um that's oh, pretty interesting. That's pretty interesting, you know, um, for him. And like you say, these are things that that uh. We really didn't know, and this was a, a, a young man, you yep. know, back a young way man. back then, you know, the 1940s. <laughs> so you know, we we can't we can't hinder our youth because we don't know what's down on the inside of them. You know, what God given talents that, that that they have on on the inside of them. You know, we just got to give it. They just doors need to be open for them to have the opportunity. You know, to add what they have to cure some of the things in this society, you never know. So it's just not it's just not acceptable, you know, when they want to un undereducate our youth. You know, mm-hmm. because you see how important this is. You see how important this mm-hmm. guy was. You know, and and, and saving you know babies' lives. You know, at, at one of the most uh, uh, at one of the most renowned. Research Hospital, John Hopkins of all places. See? Hmm. Yeah, all this is, John yeah, and then they said, that, you know, this was just a hypothesis that he had, and it worked out. It, it says it saved thousands of lives from 39 to 45. Mm-hmm. Yep. Soldiers, veterans, you know what I mean? Yes, yes. And and it led to a revolution in the medical field. See, see, you 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 don't know. So so this is why the fight is so hard, and 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 they really try to count us out because this is the stuff that they don't want our young people to know. But hey, we putting it out there. We letting them know That's so right. they can be empowered. You know. That's right, and we're not waiting until February to put it all out there. We put it all out there every day. So you know. Yeah, this is an everyday thing because they need to be encouraged every day, you know, while everybody mm-hmm. wanna you know, uh 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 propagate the N word and wanna want them to believe that this is all you are with your britches half down behind your butt, this is all you are going to be and this is all you're gonna to amount to. That devil is a liar. There's more to us than what the media portrays. That is only one percent of who we are. You know, so we're not even claiming that. 
You know, we're going to do greater things and, and make a name for ourselves. Our youth will make a name for ourselves. So so these things are black history moments. This, that's the purpose. That's the purpose. That's right. That's right. Hey, you know the interesting thing, though? I was, I was watching um, a um, it's a show that comes on the is the History Channel, one of the big old channels called Mystery of the Unknown, uh, something like right. that. You know, and yeah. they have interesting things like this on there. Yeah, they have some yeah. very interesting things on there, and that's yes, why I, I learned about this guy. At, and when I, I was standing there watching, I'm like, you know what? That'd be a good one to, to bring to the show, to bring to the to our our listeners, um, knowledge base. So. Like that's a promise that's going to be kept. It's not. And since, 
No, and since they can, Mexico is not going to pay the wall, now the administration is asking the taxpayers to pay for this wall. $5.7 billion worth of wall. But wait a minute, hold up, wait a minute, let's put some more stink in it. Now, we done went from a concrete wall to a steel wall to a steel barrier, okay? Now, regardless of what they want to call it, how they're going to do it, the question still remains, why does the American taxpayer have to pay for this wall? Oh, this barrier, or whatever they call it, fencing, or what have you. Why? You know, but but it, it, it's interesting. Um, the more you hear 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 chatter and the news clips, there's certain terminology that keeps coming up. And remember, there's the I forgot to show when I did the show, whether it was last year, year before, or someone like that. But you have to understand. When politicians talk, any of them talk, there's key words that they use to, to, to ignite, that's a good word, ignite uh, uh, certain mental visions of the public. That, that's a good way of putting it. That's a good way of putting it. So now we say wall. So anytime you think about wall, what? The first thing that comes to the most people's mind is a big old block of whatever, and you cannot see through it, okay? You can't see through right. it. So now you say, well, we'll just do steel. We'll do steel. Well, you're looking at it, and you're like, well, dang, you can't see steel through steel either. So what, what's going to be the difference here? But, you know, you had Lindsey Graham come out and say, well, using the word wall, quote unquote, is just a metaphor for what we are really trying to do. A barrier. Okay. Oh, fine and dandy. Whatever they want to call it, however they're gonna do it, the question still remains who's gonna pay for it. Okay. So okay. So now what has happened is the administration has decided they want to add a little bit more to this fight now. Not only do they want five point seven million for the wall, whether it's steel or concrete, they want uh, more money for border agents, immigration judges, detention bed beds for the um, border. You know, all this has been added to it. You know, so now they want more money for it. And, and, and it's interesting because now what they're trying to do is justify why they want so much money for this 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 whatever it is going to be on the border. Fine. Right. Fine. Yeah. Fine. But the thing is, the American taxpayer is the ones that are still going to pay for it. But now, here's the counter argument to this thing. A lot of Republicans are saying, well, you know, the Democrats agreed to this border wall before. Uh, yeah. And it was during the George W. Bush um, um, administration. And it was called the Secure Fence Act. And yes, the, the, the Democrats had, you know, voted, you know, voted for it, which was um, to reinforce the fence barriers. See, another key word, fence barriers. Key word, fence and barrier there, you know, for certain parts of the southern border. 
forms the legal basis for much of the war on terror. Now, go back to some of them briefings between whether it's Sir Huckabee Sanders, 45, or whoever, even, even the vice president. What's the first thing they yell? Well, we have terrorists coming over the border every day, 10 a day. See, key words, key words once again. And that's on the thing normal Joes are going to pick up on, that key word. No matter what else is said, okay, they're going to remember terrorists coming across the border. Okay? <laughs> it, it, it's just amazing. Now, there was a professor, um, Patrick Thornton. Yeah. Now, wait a minute. Let me back up a minute. Now, each president has to renew a state of emergency, okay? They have to renew it every six months. They have to go to Congress and say, okay, we need y'all to renew this. Now, that's what the law says, okay? That's what the U.S. Code says. However, they never do that. They never do it. They just renew it. And it's interesting, some of the, some of the emergency powers that a president has once a state of emergency is declared. Now, I know some of y'all are like, why is he telling us all this? Because you have to understand the background of, of, of what is really being said here uh, and when they get up here and stand in front of these people. Okay, um, Patrick Thornton identified at least 160 laws giving the president emergency powers, which includes the authority to reshape the military, put members of the armed forces under foreign command, conscripting veterans, Overturning sentences issued by courts, court marshals, and taking over weather satellites for military use. Now, I had to get that part in there. Taking over weather satellites for military use. Okay, that is part of the president's emergency powers. Suspend environmental laws, including a law forbidding the dumping of toxic and infectious medical waste at sea. Okay, bypass federal contracting laws allowing the government to buy and sell property without competitive bidding. Y'all got that right? Right. Bypass federal contracting laws allowing the government to buy and sell property without competitive bidding. <laughs> well, that sounds a little bit like imminent domain stuff there. All right, another law which I found interesting was allow, now y'all check this out, allow unlimited secret packets for Army, Navy, and Air Force scientists. Y'all got that, right? Allow unlimited secret packets for the Army, Navy, and Air Force scientists. Now, those are some of the powers that the president has are called emergency powers. Let's remember, as I stated before, basically the United States has been under uh, what they call it, a state of emergency for the last 35 years. For the last 35 years. But they're not going to tell you that because they don't want you to, to know that. Because other than uh, that, so many things can be done, as you say, as you see. But what I want to get to is this um, U.S. code. 
that is very interesting, and this is where this is where forty five is trying to head to. Because nobody's going to look it up. Nobody's really going to challenge him on this because they're not going to tell you what this code is. But I'm going to tell you today what it is. All right? But let's go back here a few years ago. Y'all remember when they was talking about Jade Helm, that exercise in Texas? What they were saying, uh, police, a police state was being established, you know, up in uh, Elgin, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all, yeah, but P, you weren't with us then, but though my, my regular listeners, remember y'all, I rolled up there to Elgin, Texas to see exactly what was going on, and it was just normal day business. Well, a lot of lot of individuals are saying, well, why hasn't anybody said anything about this? This is the reason why they wanted to call a national emergency. You know, uh, Trump said, we can call a national emergency. I may do it. We can call it national emergency and build it very quickly. All right, Trump stated. Uh, <laughs> Trump stated during a brief the, the, the White House, uh, and we can use under the military version of imminent domain and under homeland security. We can do it. You have to use imminent domain. Now, as I was saying, although as far fetched as that may sound, let's not forget. Out in Arizona some years back when the farmers, the ranchers, and the federal government had a standoff over intimate domain and federal land. Remember that, where eventually some lives were lost, some of the guys were convicted, and basically the government kept the land. But um, there's a U.S. Code 2663 that really plays a big, big part of, of what um, the, president is, <laughs> the president is talking about right now, okay? A, a big part of it. And I, I, I'm about to read some of the, what some of this thing says, because after you look at, you read this, you understand where, he, where he's headed and some of the powers. That's why he said, well, I can use um, 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 emergency Whatever they call it now, I forgot. I just said it, but emergency, national emergency. Okay, um, U.S. Code, Title Ten, Subtitle A, Part Four, Chapter One Fifty Nine. All right, two twenty six sixty three. All right, Land Acquisition Authorities. All right, now check this out. Under this. The Secretary of the Military Department concerned may contract for or buy any interest in land, including temporary use, needed for any purpose named in subsection A as soon as the owner fixes a price for it and the Secretary considers that price to be reasonable. All right, this is, well, wait. All right, section C says, acquisition of low-cost interest in land. The Secretary of Military Department may acquire any interest in land that a, the secretary determines is needed in the interest of national defense. Key word, national defense. Once again, y'all hear him say it all the time, national defense. Does not cost more than $750,000 exclusive of administrative costs and the amount of any efficiency judgment. It means 
you know, they don't owe no, no back taxes or things like that. But let's move on down to Section F of the same code. Advance notice of use of condemnation. Before commencing any legal proceeding to acquire any interest in land under Subsection A, including acquisition for temporary use by condemnation, eminent domain, or seizure, the Secretary of the Military Department concerned shall, A, check it out now, purchase to the maximum extent practicable all other available options for the acquisition of or use of the land, such as the purchase of an easement of the execution of land exchange, and, B, Submit to the Congressional Defense Committees a report containing, A, a description of the land to be acquired, uh, I'm sorry, two, a certification that negotiations with the owner or owners of the land occurred, and that the secretary tendered consideration in the amount equal to the fair market value of the land as determined by the secretary, and three, an explanation of the other approaches considered for acquiring use of the land, the reasons for the acquisition of the land, and the reasons why alternative acquisition strategies are inadequate. Okay? Now, that's doing it the fair way. Okay. Secretary Mattis, go out there and find out how much those folks want to sell their land for. And come back and tell them. No, let's see. We we can't do it like this. Well, we already know those on the southern border. They just told them go and kiss off. We're not selling our land, y'all. Are you crazy? Now, let's also remember that a lot of that land on the southern border has our uh, what they call it uh, refuge for certain types of animals and the ecosystem and all that. Now, remember I read it earlier that. Under national emergency, the president has the power to bypass all that. I ain't got to worry about none of that, okay? Now, here's a very other interesting part of this whole thing. Land acquisition options in advance of military construction projects. Y'all got that, right? Now, before I read this here, let me explain a little bit about the military. Well, I can tell you about the Army. They have a group they call engineers. All right, engineers build things. Y'all get where I'm going with this right now? That's why he says, hey, we can use the military eminent domain. We can take the land and we send the military engineers in there to build this thing for us. Right? Now, going back to the United States being basically under a national emergency order for the last 35 years, there's really no need to the the work you know go to Congress and say well yeah because Trump has already seen and here's the other side Trump has already extended it out for another year anyway see from the ones from George Bush era and from Barack Obama see only thing they do is keep extending it out so when push comes to shove if they really want it they don't have to go and see Congress about it. Now, Congress may insist that this happen, and it's supposed to, but it is, it, 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 it's not even because the, power, the, the president has the power now to bypass all that. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, let's go to H, land acquisition options in advance of military construction projects. 
The Secretary of Military Department may acquire an option on a parcel of real estate before or after its acquisition is authorized by law. If the Secretary considers it suitable and likely to be needed for military projects of the military department under the jurisdiction of the Secretary. Um, let's see. As consideration for an option acquired under Paragraph 1, the Secretary may pay from funds available to the military department under the jurisdiction of the Secretary for real property activities an amount that is not more than 12% of the appraised fair market value of the property. Y'all got that, right? I need to read that one again. I need to read that one again, Pete. You do. I think so. As consideration for an option acquired under Paragraph 1, the Secretary may pay from funds available to the military department under the jurisdiction of the Secretary for Real Property Activities an amount that is not more than 12% of the appraised fair market value of the property. So in other words, because let's not forget now, DOD and the military has been funded for the to fiscal year October 1. Okay? It's been done. So, if push comes to slum and 45 really wants to force the hand, he can go and take all that land, says for military use under the national defense, national emergency, national defense, pay those folks not more than 12% of what they, their property is worth and build his dangone barrier wall, whatever you want to call it. So, now, as I like to say, I try and give both sides of the story, okay? And we all, we all say, well, why the wall? Why the wall? Why he want to do this? Why he want to use national emergency? Now you know why. Because, actually, he can do this. Yeah, it's going to be some fights, but he, has, he can do it. Would it be popular? No. No, would it be keeping a, his campaign, campaign promise? Not really. Half and half, because half he'd get it built, because let's not forget, using the military, he's the commander-in-chief. No, they're sworn to obey orders from my superiors or whatever else that thing say. Now, I don't forget about it, but anyway. <clears throat> so they would go down there and build it. And Mr. Smith would take the land, pay them not more than, you know, more than 12% for it, and say, find somewhere else to live. And there's nothing can be done about it. Yeah, you can take them to court, but you know how long it would take the courts to go through all that? In the meantime, while it's going on, they're putting up this, this dang old barrier, wall, whatever. You know, now the argument is concrete or steel. Concrete or steel doesn't really matter. Doesn't really matter because the question still remains: Who's paying for this? Who's paying for it? So, <clears throat> is this going to last forever? As far as this battle, as far as this battle that's going on, as far as who's paying for the wall and the barrier, uh, and are we going to continue to to listen and hear these key words that keep coming up until something is finally decided? Imminent domain. 
National Emergency. Uh, what was the other one I said? Uh, national Defense. Terrorists. Terrorism. See, all those are key words that are used to keep the American public. What word am I looking for? Keep the American public. In an uproar and always on the defensive thinking that something tragic is about to happen. There you go. There you go. See, did y'all miss P. Ross? Did y'all miss Ross, man, when she wasn't here? Because see how she cleaned that up for me. <laughs> ah, yeah. But but that that that, that is exactly what's, what's going on. That is what's going on. Now, also, in his little uh, press conference Friday in the Rose Garden, you know, he, he was asked, a reporter straight up asked him, who's going who's gonna to pay for this wall? As always, he danced around that, he danced around that question. He started talking about China and the tariffs with China. Well, mm-hmm. You know, and I start talking about the tariffs in China. Do you do people really understand what a tariff is and how how a tariff against another country and imports really work? Do they really understand that? And they like, I'm like, no, they don't. They really don't understand. They don't really understand because right now, the United States, okay, they only put a ten percent tariff. On twenty, on I'm sorry, two hundred billion worth of Chinese goods. Okay, that's a deal they made instead of twenty five percent that he started. He started out with forty five. Started out with so it's on at ten percent. So that still leaves one hundred and eighty billion dollars. You know what I'm saying? So who is he really hurting here? Who is he really hurting? Thank you, because that's what bottom line. Who and, and see, once again, that's why I, 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 I like to kind of dig a little bit and take time to do shows like this to put some information out. Because once again, you have something that's very interesting going on over here. How how does this tariff stuff really work? You know, really, how does this work? I'll tell you how it works. A tariff is a tax on imported goods. Okay, it is almost always paid directly by the importer, usually on a domestic firm, and never by the exporting country. If the U.S. imposes tariffs on Chinese television, the duty is paid to, listen to this now, the duty is paid to the U.S. Customs and Border Protection Service at the border by a U.S. broker representing a U.S. importer. Y'all got that, right? What words came up in that again? U.S. Customs and Border Protection Service. The Chinese government pays nothing. Nothing. Next night. Uh, ain't that, isn't that interesting? But they ain't tell you that. Okay? Now, so once again, who pay, who, 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 who's really hurt by this? A business will, if it can, pass its higher after tax costs on to the consumers. Okay? Or, depends, the business may switch to a non-Chinese supplier. 
Y'all got that, right? So basically, in the case of uh, the tariffs on China, U.S. consumers will pay somewhat higher prices. Thus, not only will the price of Chinese TVs rise, but so will the price of Mexican TVs and U.S.-made television. Okay? Um, so, will a new tariff generate a big boost in federal revenue? No, it won't. It won't. Import taxes are trivial, are a trivial share of federal revenue, and even with the new tariffs, they will remain insignificant. Now, 45 says the U.S. has collected about $22 billion since his first round of tariffs. That may be high, but even if it isn't, keep in mind that the pres- the government expects to collect $2.4 trillion in tax revenue in 2018, making $22 billion loose change in the fiscal sofa cushion. All right? Um, let's see what else. Uh, the new revenue is likely to be temporary as U.S. importers and sellers find suppliers not subject to the tariff. The tax on consumers in the form of those higher prices is less likely to disappear. In 2016, import duties made up only about 1% of tax collections worldwide of government revenue. Okay, um, <laughs> Now, after other fiscal effects for the U.S., a substantial decline in Chinese exports to the U.S. will drive down the value of the Chinese currency. Whoa-oh, there it is. Will drive down the value of the Chinese currency. But any lost exports shall mean China will collect fewer U.S. dollars and thus buy fewer Treasury securities. That, in turn, would tend to drive up interest rates in the U.S. Okay, so the bottom line is China is not paying the U.S. billions of dollars in tariffs, not any more than Mexico is paying for that wall. Okay, so there you have it. That is what tariffs, what the tariffs are about. All right, they all sound good when you're doing sound bites and you have uninformed voters and what have you. That is what you should have. It sounds good. But in the long run, in the big picture, it's nothing. It's posturing. It's leading the horse to to the water and actually putting his head down and saying, he'll drink this. Whether the water is clean or not, or whether the water is poison or not. Isn't that interesting? Very interesting. And you, 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 you think about this. As I say, there's keywords, and it said they're said over and over and over and over again. And that's to keep the American public in the dark. Because let's be honest, as my friend Joe says, the American public is stupid. They're not going to research and look any of this up themselves. Oh, then they're going to go as by the news clips that's being played. They're not going to go back and look at the entire news clip. They're not going to go back and, and, and look up uh, some of some of these, these, these um, U.S. codes that just fall under. There's another proclamation called, and 
y'all, this is very interesting. There's a proclamation 7463 out there. No, and I tried to, to find some information on that for the last four, five days. And it's interesting that um, every time I try, I get blocked for some unknown reason. So y'all may want to check that out as well. That, that's an interesting thing. Yeah. And that's the one that's in Proclamation 7463. That's what it is, 7463. And I've tried to, to research that, and, and every time I go to a page, it, it's blocked, or the play page doesn't exist. But that's a, a, another one of these, um, one of those those things that the presidents keep um, extending out. So you know, this is just some of the information that 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 we should should be trying to get a hold of so we can understand some of this nonsense that's being fed to us. Yeah, yeah, everybody know eminent domain. But there's so many different bits and pieces as you can see that can be that's that's done. Now if you think about US code twenty six sixty three and Mavis all of a sudden being sent on his way and uh, it kind of makes a little bit of sense. No, I'm not using my military for that nonsense. You know what? See you later. And we already know 45, anybody who bucks anything he believes, you got to go. I don't care. We were friends before, but let's be honest. We know that in big business, there's no such thing as friends. <laughs> let's be honest. There's no such thing as friends. I know y'all tired of listening to me talk, but I had to get that out. I, you know, I, I really felt that we we needed to pass some of that information on because a lot of people do not understand a lot of this terminology that is coming out. And as I say, it's only keywords. They, they continue to use keywords, keywords. 45, he's always using keywords. Extraordinary, successful, the biggest ever. Get to get the, the people riled up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what about the specifics of it? See, he never goes and gives any specifics. Neither does the other side, for that matter. It's all key words. What the people, what they think the people want to hear to keep them happy. Huh. Go ahead, P. You back? You 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 there? Hello, hello. Okay, I guess you're not there. All right. Welcome to the show, Mike. Glad to see you can make it again today. Glad you're here. All right, so with that being said, I see somebody wants to get in on the conversation. I think this is the man who, who branded the American people stupid, but <laughs> I ain't going to call them stupid. I'm going to call them misinformed or uninformed. All right, number one, welcome to the show. Who do I have here? Talk Too late, Eric. I heard you. You said my <laughs> friend Joe, and I agree with him, the public is stupid. It is. The American people are a bunch of dumb, dumb, dumb dummies. Not just dummies, but dumb, dumb, dumb dummies. <laughs> mm, yes. Yes, I, I agree, Joe. Uh, you know, when it comes to certain things like this, I do agree. 
I do agree with you there. I, I, you know, I try not to say that, but in this instance, I have no choice but to say it. Well, like, geez, you know? I mean, if, if you're saying it because uh, people haven't come to your show that often, they don't know, but you're always, you always have friendly terms um, for people. So if you're going to say <laughs> that the American people um, are, are stupid, then, then you know, it's, it's, it, there must be overwhelming evidence um, as far as you're concerned to show that they are as dumb as I think they are. And I think they're just plain freaking stupid. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and the politicians, they, they play, you know, they play that game with them. And, yeah. you know, we, we talk about keywords all the time. You know, just mm-hmm. keywords they keep using. Nobody bothers to go and check out what they're really saying. But what does that really mean? You know? Yeah. You know, I'm on your description page. It seems like you've got a topic about nuns and sexual violations. Um, have you talked yeah. about that yet? Nope, not yet. That's no? P's department. Okay. I'm waiting for her to come back. Nope, okay. that's P's department. I'm waiting for her to come back. And, uh, yeah, that's, she wanted to talk about that. We we hit on it a little bit uh-huh. uh, Friday, but, no, she, she, she yeah, well, good. that's her department. Good. She wants to get into that. Good. good. I, but, Joe, I wanna, mm-hmm. so, I know you've been listening for a minute. So, is there anything I said that you agree or disagree with? Well, I just got here, so. Um, oh, okay. I guess somebody else will listen. Never mind. Um, <laughs> so maybe, um, I, I know you don't want the wall. Talking of, um, well, uh, my mer- you know, my memory's serving me from past talks that we've had. But I happen to um, to believe and agree with Trump that we're having an invasion and have had an invasion of immigrants over the years. And also on your description page, there's that uh, picture of the immigrants, the Honduran immigrants, the caravan on that bridge going to, right. uh, United, going to the United States. Now, nobody's going to tell me that the majority of those people are engineers, architects, scientists, people who will contribute towards the American values. They're invaders because once they get here, they want to claim asylum when they shouldn't claim asylum. They're going to use up our welfare benefits and take our jobs. That's an invasion. An invasion doesn't have to mean that you've got a bazooka at the end of your uh, M16, M14. It means people are ruining your infrastructure. And immigrants, along with the politicians, if it weren't for the politicians, we wouldn't have this problem. But, you know, we're, we have people from foreign lands who don't speak the language, who do not want to assimilate, who don't care about our traditions, don't care about Thanksgiving, don't care about New Year's Eve, Christmas, et cetera. And all they care and about... Some of us in the United States don't care about that crap. What people? It ain't just them. It's your American citizens born and bred right here in the USA. Don't care about none of that. And I wish, and I wish, uh, and I wish there was a so 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 why <laughs> is that so important if they don't care about it when 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 the natural born citizen American people don't really care their own self why should we impose on them what we don't care about our own self why is that so important see that's a crock of bull that's what it is just because you they're a natural born American. You want to impose no, 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 I'm going to disagree with you. 
It's not a matter of... You can disagree, but the fact still remains. You know, we want to expose people what we don't do or respect our own selves. And those people, they're not worthy of being called Americans. America has a bad tradition and a good tradition. If America had a good current, a non-corrupt judicial system, and a government that actually cared about the people, we would have a traditional America that's portrayed in the history books that at least would be something like 80% true. If we have people here who are born here who don't care about uh, don't care about morality, don't care about the law, don't care about your neighbors, then they're just as bad as the immigrants who come over here and do the same thing. No, since we have these natural-born slackers, natural-born criminals, why should we import more from across the sea when we have our own problems here. Ah, <laughs> uh, that, that, that is a good point. But then again, Joe, yeah. you know, for so many years, we have advertised that we'll take everybody, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. Good God, that's true. Yeah, oh. that is true. We have advertised that. More than advertised, you know, the, the, the government's so, gone over to like Guatemala, Honduras. They've actually dropped leaflets telling people, come to the United States. We'll take care right. of you. Hey, okay. right. so, so then when they get here, what the heck is the problem then? You, the know, problem? They're gonna come with their, you know they're going to come with their own culture. You know they're going to come with their own language. What the heck is the problem? Why that is the problem, P. They're coming with their own culture. They're coming with their own problems. We didn't do a thing. Did you do you it? Know, say, you know, we, we say that we're a land of diversity. Well, that's what makes us diverse. Different people, different cultures, different backgrounds, even different languages. If so they, then why if do they you want them, then, then why do you want those folks to assimilate to what you call You have to assimilate, otherwise you have Central America. Because Central America is just about as big as North America, and they've got Bolivia, Chile, San Salvador, Ecuador, all of them speak Spanish. All of them look pretty much the same. All of them have similarities in their cultures, but yet they have different countries. Do you want that in in North America? Lincoln Uh, Lincoln had the Civil War in order to protect the Union to keep everybody um, um, solidified. Do you want... We've We've never been solidified. We, we, you, the land-wise, you can say, as, as, as far as that goes, but people-wise, that, that has never happened. That, is, that has never happened. People who've been here, born here, are still fighting for their People who you were know? born in Washington have the same values as the people who were born in Florida. People who were born no. in New York have the same values as those who were born in no, California. No, 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 we don't. No, we don't. No, we don't. You don't That's like football, basketball, thing. baseball. You don't like the American flag. You don't like um, the fact that um, World War II um, was part of, our, um, part of our tradition to go to try to save um, England and Europe from Germany. You don't like any of that. No, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that that's not a definition of value. What you're talking about is ideology. What are our values? You're talking about ideology. When we're speaking about values, we're talking about the moral standard, you know, what we will and what we won't accept, and that's 
different for each community. That's different for each culture. That's different for each even section of the United States. What should be our moral values? Huh? What should be our moral values? That's on, that's on an individual basis. You know, so if an individual... We can't, we, can't, we, can't, we can't define that, you know, for everybody and for every community. I can. We, we can't. Well, you... <laughs> you want me to do it? I can do it. That's, and if, that's, that's uh, The moral values for every community mm-hmm. is that everybody has individual rights that mm-hmm. does not impose their particular um, so-called rights to encroach upon the values and rights of the other person. In other words, if I, like for example, there were two houses together, two houses separated by a border. Oh my God, a border offense. <gasps> what a nasty word. So here we have two houses separated by the border, the fence, and the left-hand board, left-hand neighbor does not come over and let his dog crap on the right-hand neighbor's lawn. And neither does the right-hand neighbor do it to the left-hand neighbor. The left, the, the neighbor on the left doesn't put his garbage into the garbage cans of the right-hand neighbor, and vice versa. You don't park in the driveway of the right-hand neighbor. You have your own private property. It's yours. Nobody can tell you what to do with it um, unless you're going to and use that private property to harm illegitimately another person. Those are okay. Those, those are those are those are those are laws. Those are values. Yeah, no, no, no. Those are laws and, and, and norms. Moral values refer to just a set of principles that individuals, that, that guide individuals or how they evaluate what is exactly right or wrong according to, to justify their decision so what, what they do mm-hmm. individually. So from it's what you're saying, B. It's an individual thing. But what you're talking about are laws and norms of a community. The laws and the norms of the community reflect the moral values which um, support those laws and which created those laws, the traditional values of morality. Now, my morality doesn't stem from the Bible. My morality stems upon individual freedom and common sense. You don't hurt me. I don't hurt you. This is my property. This is your property. I don't tell you what to do with your crap. You don't tell me what to do with my crap. And if there's some sort of disagreement that really gets out of hand, then we can go to a, hopefully an impartial arbiter. Those are my values. And then on, on an individual basis, psychopaths can never, get, can never get tried for murder because their individual values are, well, you know what? I killed him or her because I felt like it. Those are my values individually. Individual values rule. I can do whatever I want. That's what the social justice warriors want. The SGWs, the social justice weenies. The ones who say, oh, you can't hurt me. No. I exist, and therefore you exist to please me. (gasps) No. We all have, should have rational values which are the same. Even the psychopath will say, this is my stuff. You can't come and steal my stuff. I can't hear you, Pete. I say we should, but let's be honest, we don't. We don't. We, well, we don't. Yeah, well, I agree with that. We don't. I agree you with know, that. A pedophile, a pedophile would, would, would argue that, that, that 
sexual intercourse with a child is, is, is the norm, that, that it's okay. But rational people, as you say, would say, hey, you need to be locked up. You need to go to jail. But they would bring justification for their own personal beliefs. That's exactly right. And therefore, individual values have to have some sort of rational basis, don't you think? Yeah, it has to have some kind of that, and that's where the laws, ordinance, and statutes, as, as we outline, you know, from state to state and for the country, that's where those things come in. Well, know, I'm glad to, to know. To, to, set, to set the boundaries so that a person's individual beliefs or their individual values, as you said, don't impede upon the rights of others. Are you are you close to your phone? You're on the speakerphone because I didn't hear the last thirty seconds. Hang on. I hear you a little bit better now. Okay. Yeah. So so as I said, you know, yeah. those laws, you know, are in office or enforced, you know, set in place so that a person's individual beliefs or what have you, opinions, values, whatever you want to call them. Your microphone again is away from. Uh, if you're talking on a cell phone with a uh, cord, you cannot this line. Well, that's so, why. Yeah, v, about yeah. T, you and I are going to agree that every, everybody <laughs> has their own individual beliefs. But not all well, individual beliefs are rational and exactly. are good, not only for themselves, but are also not good for their neighbors. And if extended beyond the neighbors, are not good for a community or even for a country. Because right. you can't have pedophilia, as you say, simply because somebody wants it. What? Okay? All right? Exactly. Same thing with the, with the binary characters who say, my pronoun mm. is they. And even though I was born with a penis, I'm a woman because I say so. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the crap they got going on now. But you know, hey. Well, that's you know they will say it's their moral value because they will make it their moral value. They will. And not only that, not only that, it's not only their moral value, but according to them, it's their right. There you go. So people, and I don't know where the hell that came from, but okay. Well, that came from, you know what, you know where it came from? I figured it out. It came from people from the government making the PC culture years ago, and then I wouldn't say it evolved, I say it devolved, but escalating it so that people can become victims, and as being a victim, they acquire power. You can't do that to me. Don't you know? I am a binary transgendered male born with a uterus because I say so and you can't tell me otherwise you know what's going to happen you know how, you know how this is going to divide the nation because those creatures are going to come across other creatures who say well I they're going to, they're going to you know that right <laughs> you know let's go Congress Congregate together and yeah. all form the same similar opinion. And yeah, you're right. You know, so when I, you know, not all of America is not. Look, I, like I said, the tradition of America is both good and bad. When you take a look at the bad tradition, 
you take a look at the settlers who came here and then fleeced the Indians out of their land, gave the Indians mm-hmm. um, smallpox, killed them, and then mm-hmm. try to glorify it in the in the um, in the history books. Okay. Exactly. But then again, if you take a look at the history of I think just about any country, all country, maybe not every, maybe not all of them, but maybe 98 percent. I'm I'm throwing that number out there subjectively. I'm going to say that over the years, 98 percent of most of the countries were done the same way. In other words, very few countries today have their own original native descendants and ancestors, rather, from descendants of 2,000 years ago. I think all countries are born of blood and of warfare. Take a look at Canada. Canada is nothing more than North America, uh, the United States of America North. Well, whoever didn't do the conquering here of the Indians in North America and the United States went up north. And the right. French and the Spanish conquered the Indians up north. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's true. That is true. You know. So all countries are, are, are guilty of, of conquering the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the Americans, the natives of that land, and then overtaking that land, uh, mixing with the natives, and growing up from there to have a mixture, to have a society of mixture of the of the natives, whoever they mix with, not very many, I wouldn't imagine, and uh, bringing all bringing over their own um, from from whatever country they came from. Uh, you know, and, you know, I have a question for both of you about immigrants, in particular Yugoslavians. <laughs> Didn't Clinton bomb the hell out of Kosovo? Serbia, Croatia, Yugoslavia. Why are people who are who were bombed? Why are they, why are they over here? Because I know a bunch of Yugoslavian um, immigrants, and I've always wondered why the hell would you come to a country that bombed you? <laughs> well, that's not easy. That's easy to, to because those are the ones that quote unquote help with the with the bombing or help. America during that process, and as as a, a favor to the, or as a reward, they got to come over to America and live the the quote unquote free life. Huh. And, and and what they what they entitled it under is the, the refugee assistance fund that those who were in fear of their life or tyrannical running or trying to escape from a tyrannical government. They 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 were able to come here and and set. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and it's still going on today with with Syria, uh, um, well, Afghanistan, even Iraq, even Iraq, Iraq. I mean that that is constantly going on. It's not you know people don't don't hear, but and, you know it's not publicized. But yeah. And, and what you and, and what you have to realize is is that the people who they allow to come over here and 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 settle, they have to they they have to be beneficial to the United States. Not the immigrants I know. <laughs> They're beneficial to nobody. Well, once well, they get here, you well, know that's different. But yeah, <laughs> to get here, they, they have to be viewed yeah. as beneficial. Yeah. Oh, okay, exactly. yeah, okay. Yeah, maybe yeah. in an official, an official way. Besides, before your show ends, P, you've got a nice juicy topic I want to get into. 
because I haven't uh, heard too much about this, about nuns. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, there was a uh, a week-long retreat on clergy sex abuse about the uh, seminary near Chicago. And now at this retreat, which was requested by, by Pope Francis, it wasn't being focused on any resolution, but they were going to focus on prayer and spiritual reflection rather than policy making. Now, some of the people coming forward said, you know, um, um, from CBS News says that they learned of several cases involving nuns accused of sexual uh, misconduct. And uh, from the Survivors Network of those abused by priests, or what they call SNAP. However, it didn't keep count of the sexual abuse uh, allegations. But the reporters spoke with a lot of the women who reportedly reported misconduct ranging from forceful kissing to molestation, and this was all carried out by millions. When this one lady, her name was Trish Tanker, she's 15 years old, and she had confided to one of the sisters, she said, Sister Ellen Shaw, um, at a convent in New Jersey. Hale said that she told y'all things she never revealed to anyone about her long-distance uncle, who was a Catholic priest. She claimed that he sexually abused her starting at the age of five. And she said she confided in this lady. They became close. She would have did anything for her. She would have died for her. That the lady, the, the sister Shaw, gave her everything that she was lacking that she didn't even know she was laughing because she was so broken. Mm-hmm. And the sister saw apparently filled in all those pieces. But now what she describes is a process called grooming, where the sister saw gave her drugs, she gave her alcohol, while at the same time teaching her how to have sex with the woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what the Syrian gangs are, um, are being accused yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah, and she said, you know, she, you know, she she was with her friends during the day, and at night, you know, she was with this pedophile young, this pedophile nun, uh, on on the evenings, the weekends, and in the summer, you know. So, and, and it was okay, you know, it, it, it was okay. So, so now the Catholic Church is, is playing with high pro high profile scandals about pedophile nuns and. You know, it, it's something that most people have never heard of because you hear of the priests. You, you hear the priests and the boys, but nobody thinks about the women. Well, of course, we said that a while ago. What about the women? You know, they have this, they have this, this, this vow of celibacy too, right? They're not running over mm-hmm. the priests the boys. Yeah. Who, what, what are the nuns doing with the girls? Yeah. Well, See? look, I, yeah, uh, as far as I'm concerned, when you have these cloisters, regardless of what, what religion it is, if you're going to bring mm-hmm. in people and have them um, take their vow of celibacy, all you're doing is creating a, um, a Petri dish <laughs> for homosexuality. Exactly. Exactly. You are exactly right. You know, and, and she reported her abuse, uh, uh, and nobody listened to her. So then in 1994, um, 
she reported it to the Sisters of Charity of St. Elizabeth in 1994. Mm-hmm. And the congregation paid her $70,000, an out-of-court settlement with a gag order mm-hmm. for her to shut her up. Well, yes, that's that's what was being done with the priests. You yeah, guys you know, what was. And, and even and even you know she admits that you know they had lawyers on on retainer for people uh-huh. like her. <laughs> they yeah. had lawyers yeah. on retainer for people like her. So that you know if, if they couldn't they couldn't shut her up, they couldn't pacify her. You know, tell her you know I love you, I'll pray for you. You know, and send her on her way. If she still had something to say, then the lawyers came in, okay, we'll reach a settlement. We just want you not to tell anybody what happened. Mm. And, of course, move that nun to, an, to, 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 to another, to you another know, novitiate. Yeah. yeah, to another mm. convent or whatever. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and it's, the interesting thing about that is, you know, all the attention were on the priest, you know, and... and the little boys or what have you, and really nobody really sat down and thought about that. Like, well, what about the nuns? You know, because for some reason, even though, you know, when you think of a nun, that's the last thing that comes to your mind. You know, because, they, because their image, you know, the image that they are portrayed, you know, uh, as, you know, all holy and sanctified and, you know, their lives are totally to God. But what people fail to realize is they're human too. They have needs as well. You know, and honestly, some of them probably was like that before they joined the nunhood. Oh, yeah. You know, but it was never it it was never uh, put out there or mentioned because like like Pete just said, they have attorneys on on retainer. If it happens, let's pay them off, shut them down, gag order, that's it. Why, why, I mean, but really, why is that such a new thing? We've seen it with the, with the President of the United States. <laughs> you know, same thing. But eventually it comes out. But I don't think it, it's going to have, I don't think it, it has the same shock value as with priests and little boys for some reason. It's just as bad, but the shock what? value is just you know not what? there. You remember, um, who was Eddie Murphy's friend? I forgot the guy's name. He had his own talk show. Arsenio Hall. Arsenio Hall. This yeah. was back in the 90s. Do you remember? There was an episode I was watching, and it was about the same thing. So all this that we're learning, well, not about the nuns, but about the priests, this is episodic. This has been going on for decades, but it comes up, mm-hmm. then it goes away. Then it comes back up, goes away. On, the, on right. that particular show, he was talking about how... Um, there was a scandal again with priests and little boys. But he brought up the question. He said, how long were, uh, was this relationship between this, this priest and this boy? And uh, I guess the guest said, you know, like a couple of years, something like that. And Arsenio Hall said, that's not, that's not abuse. That's, <laughs> that's a partnership. <laughs> yeah, and I have, that's a relationship. That's a relationship. But I'm wondering, yeah. how long does it take for somebody who's been abused to report it? Because I'm thinking of the nuns and the priests and there's other orders too. If somebody's with a priest or a uh, nun, etc., and you're with them for a couple of years and all of a sudden now you report it? 
I'm thinking, well, hey, look. You have to understand the dynamics. You have to understand the dynamics of it, Joe. But most of the time when this is going on, they start, they get the kids at a young age. Uh-huh. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Because and when, they, when they're vulnerable, when they, yeah, when they're vulnerable, so to them, you know, it's, it's the show of affection. You know, somebody really cares about me. Somebody really wants me. Mm-hmm. You know, until they reach the age to where they really begin to think about it and they hear other stories like, wait a minute, you know, this this not right, you know, and, and they, they feel um, they don't, they're not bound by anything anymore. But I have that, but that raises the question with me. If, let's say, um, a guy or a girl, boy, let's say at the age of eight, nine, whatever, is being given all this affection and for a couple of years, mm-hmm. two or three or four years, He's having this homosexual relationship, or she's having this homosexual relationship, and now mm-hmm. she decides, or he decides that it's okay. I can see them waking up because if they're in, if they have in that close proximity to religion, then the Bible is going to come in and let them know and give them guilt. So, but if they were in the relationship, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if they. Well, but see, that's the thing. That's the thing. It is not a relationship. That's the thing. What what this this, this is a child, mm-hmm. and these are adults taking advantage of this child and manipulating this child to cause them to think that this is love or that this is okay. But yet at the same time, when they go away and like this young lady, you know, she's giving her drugs and alcohol. That's what I, that's her, what I wanted to get know, to. Keep, keep, yeah. Keeping her under in, the influence or in an altered state of mind mm-hmm. where she really can't reason for herself between what's right and wrong. And when you hold these people in authority who are supposed to teach mm-hmm. you the difference between right and wrong, and their mm-hmm. judgment is clouded, as a child, what do you, what can you possibly think? That's that child is always going to be in a state of confusion. That's what I was going to get to, especially when you were talking about how that girl got pimped out. And I'm saying exactly. that that is mind control. When exactly. You, yeah. Exactly. When, mm-hmm, when you've got youngsters, because when you get them young, have, you, have any of you ever read um, Fanny Bryce's book? I think it's Fanny Bryce. Or the, uh, there's another one who claimed that when she was not at the age of 9 or 10, 11, but let's say at the age of 15, 16, 17, she was under the Monarch uh, MK Ultra Mind Control Program. And as a result, mm. they used her, I think, in her, either in her early teens, especially when she was uh-huh. young, they used her to go in between President Reagan and Kissinger and other heads of state and foreign and foreign um, luminaries to 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 transmit um, top secret information, but also as a whore mm-hmm. by mind control. She didn't want to do it, but she felt that she had to. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, M- MK Ultra. That's a, that was a bitch. <laughs> yeah. It still yeah. is, believe it or not. They just didn't change the name of it. Still is. Oh yeah, I don't think they're gonna disband <laughs> that. <laughs> no, 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 no. That that's such a great program to have on standby when you need it. No, oh, they're not oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh huh. You know. So anyway, like, so go back to your your question. Uh-huh. 
go back mm-hmm. to your question, Joe. Um, um, you know, why all of a sudden they come forward? Maybe as they get older, uh, let's say they meet someone, mm-hmm. you know, and then you know, they, all these crazy feelings come up, and you know, like, wait a minute, this this is not what I was told. This is not how. Hey, let's not forget the Catholic Church has been some some pedophilia maniac for centuries. That's not say decades, centuries. So, you know, and then you meet someone and they mm-hmm. they start talking to you and you you, you they're feeling I know I'm not I'm just shooting, you know grab the straws here. But you know how how you meet someone and you develop the feelings for them and then you you're kinda of torn like which where do I go right now? Because yeah. your music is in. Mm-hmm. You know, you you've been dealing with this may do certain things for so long, now you have age where you can make your own decision and it's confusing. You know, eventually comes out, I need to tell somebody something. Now now with 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 Miss Hill, her thing was that, you know, um the she found out that the sister of charity all they although they removed um the nun from her Role as grade school principal, uh, she's still a nun. They're still providing her with food and housing. They're just restricting her from outside ministry. Mm-hmm. So she's restricted to the convent. And guess what's at the convent? A whole bunch of other young girls. <laughs> you know? So, so, in order, you know, she says that she started touring, she started speaking out about it. So, because she hopes that her voice can prevent, you know, this from happening again. Mm-hmm. You know, she said she she got all of these engagements, and, and she's beginning to tell her story. Well, what can they say? They can't say anything. She already got the $70,000. What are they going to do? Ask her for it. She's like, no amount of money could 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 help her to deal with that lifetime of, of trauma. She had to overcome alcohol and drug abuse, plus struggle with post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm-hmm. No money is, 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 is worth that. So she began speaking out about it. Mm. Well, this is the first time I've heard of nuns. I kind of, like, suspected it because if you, wherever there's priests, there are nuns, and the priests are going to um, get out of line and start engaging in that kind of behavior, then you, you know you can feel pretty sure the nuns are. But I've never heard it publicized. <laughs> you know, and you would think, well, you know, you got priests, you got nuns. Okay, why don't y'all just get together? You know, not, leave the children alone. That's what I would like to hear about. I, but you never hear you about know? that. Oh, really? You only hear about the boy, uh, the um, priests with the boys, and now the nuns with the girls. Like I said, if you got a cloistered type of society, well, 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 what happens? What happens when priests get with the nuns and the nuns get pregnant? They're moved, go have the baby, you know, and the baby's put up for adoption, and then those two people are again sent to another convent, sent to another parish. I want to hear you know, about as them. In, yeah. As if nothing else happened. There was a movie out. Some years ago, I can't remember the name of it, but it had that same scenario. And this priest—he he was a Catholic priest, but he was actually married and had a family in another city and state. He did. Uh. Where he was a priest at. I remember that. I only thought yeah. family salesman could pull that off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
you know. Oh man, did you did you know the stories? A couple of stories about Hollywood, like Loretta Young, for example. Um, her oh, she uh, gave birth, but she told her son that she was the aunt, I think, and not the mother. And there's a couple of other women in Hollywood during the so-called golden age, down to the 30s and 40s, and and, and mm-hmm. running up into the 50s, where women gave birth, but either got rid of the baby or kept the baby around, but then told the baby that they weren't the mother, that they were the aunt or the big sister or blah, blah, blah. Right. Oh, right. man. Uh. And, and, but you know what, that, that, it sounds like it's far-fetched, but that, that happened a whole lot, a whole lot. Yeah, some of that even still happens today, you know, because what happens, like, like in some instances, the, the grandmother starts taking care of the child, and to the child, grandmother is the mom. They never yeah. change it, you know. Yeah. yeah. And the mom becomes the honor, what have you. And, you know, it, it it's just something that I, I don't know. I can't explain Oh, that, that reminds me. Yeah, now I remember what? Why, what, what sparked me to do that. Bobby Darren had that same situation. Mm-hmm. She, His grandmother was not, uh, was his mother. And he thought the grandmother mm-hmm. was uh, was his grandmother. He thought, you know, it was right. weird, strange. Right. You know, and, and well, you know what? It is? And a lot of times, you know, they consider um, well for movie stars. You know, it may ruin my career if I it's known I have a child. So, you know, we will just let it stay like this. Or in some instances, the, 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 in order to keep the family name from being tarnished, with yeah. the grandmother take the child and raise them as their own, and and the mom will be the aunt or what have you, you know, yeah. until they get older. And in some instances, a lot of a lot of folk walk around today didn't find out stuff like that about their own selves and their own family until after the, the person had died or somebody in the family just got maybe got drunk oh, or yeah. something and, and blurted it out. You know, and then it, the whole family's in turmoil because I it's will, a secret that they have uh-huh. been walking around with forever. I will tell you a teaser because I'm not revealing this. But it's a teaser. Years ago, when my mother died, I found out a family secret. Ah, <laughs> uh, see? Yep. Yeah. So you're right on there, uh, Eric, because I, you know, yeah, and I forget. You're kidding me. This actually happened? <laughs> yeah, they, they, take, they take that stuff to the grave with them. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. but, but um, I had an aunt who verified it, so. I said, oh, is that right? Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, you never would have thought that um, it would have happened. But it did. And, you know, I guess I don't know how many other families do have these types of secrets where, a you know. Lot. A huh? lot. Yeah. A lot. Probably. <laughs> I guess. Mm-hmm. Look, um, um, Mike in the chat room says, how many asters does Trump have? Now, that oh. would be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trump will drop yeah, no, for no you. Well, <laughs> Trump. Well, Trump. No they're gonna they're gonna have a new name. They're gonna have they're gonna put in a new vernacular for Trump when he gets out of office. Trump with regards to some kind of sex and the asterisk there. It'll be like a thousand <laughs> whores in one night or some crap. Who knows? Mm. <laughs> Who knows? Hmm. Well, actually, the, the the secret that I had that I learned about my uh, my family. It had to do with Trump. Yeah, yeah, no, well. Oh, really? No, nah, I'm only, I'm only kidding. <laughs> I'm only kidding. How do they Trump is in your bloodline, too? 
<laughs> I'm only kidding. No, had nothing, not, nothing, not that I know of had anything to do with Trump. <laughs> so, 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 walk, walk to the wild, say, I'm his son. Let me in. Oh, man, wouldn't that be something? <laughs> Hello, Daddy. <laughs> The show's done with the nuns. I'm not done with the nuns. That's too interesting. I want to find out more about what's going on with the hey, nuns. Hey, hey, Joe, you know we encourage you to do your own research and find out more. And you oh, find out yeah. more, bring it back to the <laughs> you know. Hey, oh. because I'm sure there's more out there. Um, there's more out there. And I think as as this lady goes around, we'll probably begin to hear more stories about farming mm-hmm. nuns. Uh-huh. I wouldn't be surprised. And I wouldn't be surprised if nuns and little boys too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if, if, if the Pope came from. He was the result of an illegitimate birth from a nun. Oh. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> Whoa, you're right. <laughs> I mean, let, let's be honest. All the serious tip, you know, the Catholic Church has some of the strenuous sexual, sexual. Um, uh, what what a restrictions there is out there? Yeah, they do. And, uh, and, and, yeah. and, and you know, and this 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 sex abuse thing is is just not you know it it, it it's global for the Catholic Church because even even now you know um, you know that that Cardinal Barbarin and he's like almost seventy years old I think they said. Um, you know he's he's on trial in 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 France or somewhere over there. Uh, for uh, apparently uh, abusing abusing um, boys, him and um, mm-hmm. uh, him and, and some of the people that were were under him, the senior church officials that were under right. him, are on, are on trial now. <laughs> well, so, I guess I guess that's the religious swamp. While we have our D.C. swamp, that's the Catholic Church has the religious swamp. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> amazing hey, what kind of world that. we live in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the under the undercurrent that nobody wants to talk about. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And even if so, we do, people have such short memories that it just come. You know, it's yesterday's news. Well, uh, Joe. Well, you know, as we say, as Joe likes to say, the American public is so um, uninformed, as I say. Now, and you say uninformed. And, you want to uh, be kind. <laughs> I'm not. I, 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 I just say. No. And, and you know, the, the, the American public knowledge goes as far as the next headline on the news yeah. sheet. Yeah. And basically, that's it. I you know. know. That's it. Um. I don't know if I covered this Friday, but we're we're talking about this a little bit now about the dollar general store and the dollar stores that's popping up in, in um, communities. I think I did talk about this a little I bit. I don't think so. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh. How many people? Um, many people are beginning to fight back against them putting the dollar stores in in their communities now. Why? Understand what they're basically what they're basically doing is offering unhealthy food, and they call, they're causing the poor communities to stay poor. Because they're offering, you know, uh, cut rate uh, uh, foods and items that, at, you know, low low prices. Well, I mean, like um, like you like you said, you know, do your research. I mean, you said to me, I should do my own research about the nuns. People should do their own research about whatever it is that they're going to buy. Um, as long as they 
as long as the store doesn't sell like a GMO and lying about it or sell some sort of chemical which is very harmful to the public, then people should take a look, number one, take a look in the package and see what kind of ingredients they have, and then take a look online to find out if that package is, well, it, is healthy or not. You know what, Joe? I don't think it has a lot to do with that as far as it's taking money from the other, the, the, the major chain. Uh-huh. You know, um, for what this article said, you know, stores like Whole Foods, even Walmart. Right. You know, now there's more Dollar Generals in, in communities of color, Dollar General, Dollar Tree, Family Dollar. You know, there's two or three of those stores within four or five miles of, of each other. Now, I got it. And, 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 and the other thing is is that um, there was a survey done uh, by the uh, Institute of Local Self-Reliance, um, and <laughs> they said 2001, when Dollar Tree and Dollar General, you know, uh, began expanding, showing up or whatever, they have grown from 20,000 stores to 30,000 in number. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, I've got, I've got and, a dollar. And they're upset. they're upset because even though they're limited stock of, of prepared food, uh-huh. they're now feeding more people than grocery chains like Whole Foods, you know, who only has around 400-plus outlets in the country. Um, they said, in fact, the number of dollar store outlets nationwide exceeds that of Walmart and McDonald's put together. And they're still growing at a breakneck pace. That's the issue. Well, I don't even see it as a real issue. I don't even see it as an issue. They grow either because there's a demand for their product or exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. And if there's a demand and the people look, when you're buying so-called processed food, anything that that you don't cook yourself, if you don't if you don't realize that it's going to be um, lacking in nutrients. Where are you in today's 21st century? <laughs> you know, right? Because yeah. even organic isn't organic anymore. Yeah. You, you oh, can't they even. With that one. Well, some, some organic foods, they're certified organic, but they've been found that some of them are not really as organic as they're supposed to be. Right. Right. So there's there's fraud and corruption there too, but if you're not picking your not well not picking if you're not selecting your um your vegetables your fruits uh, raw fruits and vegetables from the store and if you're not cooking your own meat because I haven't eaten pro well I I eat candy but outside of that I don't eat processed food because I'm, my body doesn't want it mm-hmm. so I always cook my own food I have my mm-hmm. own fresh fruits and vegetables. And, you know, my body says, well, thank you, I like what I'm eating, <laughs> you know. I haven't had a, you what, know what? A, a, what do they call that, uh, Eric P., what do they call that, the, uh, um, the process, the, the dinner, the dinner that you buy, that you put in the uh, microwave. TV dinner. TV dinner. Yeah. I haven't had a TV dinner in like 20 years. Oh. <laughs> Uh, well, Hammer's not the TV dinner. <laughs> Joe, that you just about that done. Well, that's, that's, oh, is Lord. that what they were called, the TV dinner? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was they called because they, they, they heated them up, then they yeah. put them on the tray. When the dad came home and he sat in front of the television and ate in front of the television. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't had one of those. I I cook. Um, Again, I eat eat candy, and I know that's processed junk, but I know that. You know, it doesn't matter who the brand name is. I I know the amount of sugar they've got in it. They don't have any magnesium, amino acids, etc. I know I'm eating junk, but I'm also eating mm-hmm. good, supposedly, hopefully, you know, good food. So, I mean, people who go to the Dollar General stores, or the, I, got, I got a Dollar Tree store that I go to all the time. It's amazing the stuff you can buy for a buck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, and you know what the other thing is? It's the convenience. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and you don't have those exhaustingly long lines that you have at there you go. There you go. Yeah. Yes. You can get in, go get what you need, and get right out and, and be home in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Versus mm-hmm. an hour and a half at home. And the stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, they, and they sell brand name uh, items, too, for a buck. Yes, yes they do. Yes, they do. So I don't know what anybody's from, but Dollar General. I did see a Dollar General store. I haven't. I've been in there once, but that, that I went in to get out because I was going someplace. But people buy what they want to buy. If you're informed and you still buy crap, that's not anybody's fault but yours. Right. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Uh, well, so well store, you know, you know mm-hmm. we. we Let's let's be honest though. When you start thinking talking about this kind of stuff, and there's surveys come out saying they're doing this, usually there's some economical uh, um, fight going on somewhere. And what's the easiest way to do it? To start talking negatively negatively about it. Now, right. the only problem is where a lot of these stores are located at. A lot of the individuals don't have the transportation to get to the, the brand name stores, so it's mm-hmm. easier to walk up to the Dollar General, the Dollar Tree. Or financially, especially now that you're in a quote-unquote partial government shutdown, where do you think people are going to spend their money at? They can't afford to go to Walmart and Whole Foods, but the Dollar Tree and Dollar General sell eggs and milk and stuff like that. They go and get that there, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just economically the, the way it is. Yeah. But but the bottom line is people are going to, going to, going to patronize where they feel, you know, their dollar go the furthest. And That's then right. again, well, like I always say, the, the key word is dollar. It's a dollar tree, dollar general, a family dollar. That's you right. You know what I'm saying? It's dollar. So I go and spend $20 and maybe come out with a whole meal more than I would if I was to go to Walmart or Whole Foods or Albertsons or yeah. uh, some of the other places. You know, so you know I, what I, I think say it's more a, a financial thing. What? What I say about the Dollar Tree stores, because I, I bought a lot of stuff. I mean, electronic stuff, um, yeah. some food, candy, um, stuff for the household. Everything that I bought for a dollar was well worth more than just the dollar, as far exactly. as I was concerned. If you go to Dwayne Reed or any of the other brand name outlets, and if you compare, let's say, electric um, uh, cables, electronic cables, um, phone cables, et cetera, PC cables, um, PC paraphernalia, and you buy it from the Dollar Tree store for your cell phones. They have, a, they have cell phone selections over there, audio selections. And if you buy from the, uh, from the Dollar Tree store, to me, it's not quite as good as the stuff that you can buy from, let's say, well, Radio Shack went out of business, but let's say from another outlet. But it's almost it's as good, and it's a lot. Yeah. To me, I would rather spend a dollar for that quality than the seven, eight, nine, ten dollars 
for the for the quality of another store. Right. Right. Because if it breaks down, it, it breaks down. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, all, all things they do is they put family dollar name on it. But a lot of times it's, it's basically the same quality. You're just not paying for the name anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So it, it just depends on the individual. All I right, thought, so we got three minutes and 33, okay. 32, 31 seconds left. But we are going in overtime today because I feel like having some oh, cool. conversation. Uh, so if you're not on the, the the switchboard, you need to get here, 347-838-8622. And if by chance you cannot continue on, the show all, the show will be archived, so you can check out the remainder of the show at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. And thank you for hanging out with us today. All right. So now that we've got the nuns and the Dollar General out of the way, let's talk about um, something that's being quietly done, being quietly done, that nobody's really talking about, and that's Trump officials plan to rescind Obama area school era school discipline policy. Now, this is interesting, and we've had this conversation on the show regarding corporal punishment and how minorities are treated unfairly um, compared to other students in schools in the education system, and apparently, um. What's her name? Betty, what, what's her the, the chick name? Education Secretary? Divorce Betsy. Betsy Divorce. Hmm. Um, is planning to rescind Obama area rules, era rules that were aimed at ensuring that minority students were not unfairly disciplined. And they're arguing that the efforts have eased up on punishment and contributed to rising violence in the nation's schools. <laughs> um, and decision called to make a nearly year-long effort began by the Trump administration after the massacre at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. The deaths of 17 students and staff members on February 14, la la la, prompted lawmakers in both parties to demand tougher gun laws, but after a brief flirtation with gun control, which we always know nothing's really going to happen, President Trump abandoned that focus and instead empowered a school safety led by Education Secretary Betsy DeVos. Now, we know this lady, when she was coming in, they, they believe in school choice or school vouchers or what have you. So, but basically what they're saying, since um, that was passed through the Obama administration, schools have become more violent. There's more violence to schools now. And what makes this so funny is the school shootings that have taken place haven't been done by minority students. <laughs> well, they never have saying? been. So, they never have been. Yeah, right. So the question is, where? What are the arguments here? Um, it, well, it's it's yeah. just amazing how they're, it's just attacking. I think it's more or less attacking on Obama's uh, uh, regulation than any other what uh, legitimate reason? complaint yeah. that they really have. Yeah. I don't know, because I, um, I didn't look into this. I don't know anything about this particular subject, so I can't speak um, knowledge, knowledgeably about it. Um, but I wouldn't doubt it if it's an Obama-era type of regulation. Trump may just say, well, it's got to go, because Obama mm-hmm. didn't, didn't really pass a lot of regulations, which were good um, in terms of spurring on economic um, success or doing anything for the public school educational system. 
So he may be just doing it, you know, in terms of a blanket-wide type of rescinding of those particular laws. I don't know if that's a good thing because even with even if Obama passed a thousand laws and 900 of them were bad, maybe a hundred are good. So a hundred of those good mm. laws should stay in place. So I, I'm not all for yeah. just blanket. Uh, here's 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 the guidelines that the Obama era guidelines were released when federal data showed that black students were three times as likely to be suspended or expelled, and black and Hispanic students made up more than half the nation's school-related arrests and referrals. In the nearly half a decade since the guidelines were issued, those numbers have not improved. Obama administration figures wrote in 2014, the discipline rates may be caused by a range of factors, but they could not be explained solely by more frequent or more serious behavior by students of color. In short, racial discrimination in school discipline is a real problem, they wrote. Um, the Education and Justice Departments under Mr. Trump argued that they are not convinced that large racial gaps are attributed to discrimination. That's, that's his little fantasy world, y'all. Research indicates that disparities that fall along racial lines may be due to social factors other than race, they wrote. <laughs> Isn't that basically the same thing? But anyway... Um, in the year before Parker, Ms. DeVos met with education advocacy groups to hear their support for and opposition to Obama-era guidelines. Proponents of the guideline argued that it had been an invaluable resource for schools and districts that want to foster a positive school environment and had involved educational outcomes for, for minority children. Other educators told Ms. DeVos that they felt powerless to manage bad behavior in their classroom and were pressured by administrations to turn a blind eye, blind eye to dangerous incidents. I mean, so as it with anything, you have those for it and those against it. However, however, numbers have shown that that has been the case in, in, uh, in many of the school districts. But, you know, um, I'm P. Where you at? You leaving this one alone? But I know you have a lot to say with this one. Um, no. Okay. Um, it says the Obama era discipline policy seemed like an unusual target, since the suspect in the Parkland shootings was white, had been expelled from school, and had been referred to law enforcement agencies several times. But opponents of the policy seized on the fact that the suspect, Nicholas Cruz, had been part of an alternative discipline program called Promise in Broward County Public Schools, although the Florida program started year the uh, Florida yeah, started year before the guidance was issued. Conservatives with the backing of Senator Marco Rubio, little Marco yeah. Republican of Florida, pointed to the program as an ample a sample of potentially dangerous policy endorsed by the Obama administration. Now, see, once again, it, it, it goes to, it, it's done on political lines. You know, the Republicans say it's bad. The, the, the Democrats say it's good. You know, when you, when you get to talk about yeah. stuff like that, it, it, it's interesting because, as, as I mentioned before, numbers can, they can show you numbers that, that are safe. You know, one's good and one's bad. You can get numbers to say whatever you want them to say if, if, right. if you 
it, you know, it, it, if you target them in the right way. Yeah, right. Just like just like polls or surveys, if you exactly is it, it, what what you put in is what you get out. Mm-hmm. You know. So, and I think I, I think what you also have to look at, which is not mentioned in the story, is the demographic of the schools and the districts that uh, you know are, are involved in these things. Because um, if you have a predominantly black school district, then the numbers going to be higher than if you have a predominantly white. Now, which is the true sample size? The predominantly white school district that has a high number of, of minorities being punished compared to those of the white students as well, or the black district that's majority black, and how can you, dis- you know, compare to the few whites they have there? So how can you dis- different, uh, how can you tell the difference between the two? Well, so, uh, I guess that it's step up to, to the... Um, to those that that um, taking apart the statistics to make it say what they want to say. Well, they can, but I'm an amateur statistician because I've always liked uh, statistics. When, excuse me, when I was in college, so I know that <laughs> figures can lie if there are liars behind the figures. But mm-hmm. you have to have properly compiled statistics, no matter what it is that you're trying to compile the statistics on. And if you don't do it according to the scientific method, then you're going to get statistics which are going to prove one case or prove another case depending upon your confirmation bias. And that, to me, is wrong. So whoever, like the Obamanites, they're going to use statistics to um, so-called prove their case, and the Trump supporters are going to use statistics to so-called prove their case. The thing is... We, as, um, as American citizens, we should know a little bit more about math than we do. We should be skeptical, and we should investigate. I happen to like stats, but you've got to know when the stats and how the stats were compiled. But they don't tell you that. It's just like when you go for medical research. If you really, if you really dug into medical research, you, <laughs> you would never want to go by the conclusions of the research scientists. Right. <laughs> they they don't they don't comply with the scientific method. I talked to somebody who was at what was it, the FDA? I think it was a long, long time ago. He just said they they just do whatever they want. Yeah. Well, you know, and when you start talking like that, Joe, you, you once again, as in this case, what is the bottom line that, that with, when it comes to statistics with somebody trying to get some numbers? Well, money, they want more money. money. Yeah. yeah, money and politics. Those two yeah. things are going to play, play into to that whole scenario. Now, mm-hmm. who's going to give me the most money and what you want me to say? Yeah, <laughs> that's know? right. Yeah. It's and always about, it's it, always it, like that cliche, which is there for a reason. Follow the money. Follow the money. That's right. You know, it's the same with, with um, the uh, uh, pharmaceutical world. You know, you see all these commercials where, you know, they tell you, oh, well, God. this is good for this, but the side effects are, and you're like, why am I thinking about the side effects of Western what I have? You know, why Why is this even on the market? You see what I'm saying? But I, yet, <laughs> I still, you, want, you want my doctor to put me on this, right? I, I, no. I still want, I still 
still get a kick out of these ads. Like, you want to take an ad, you want to take a pill for a headache. But the side effects are if you take the pill more often than once per every four hours, your dick might fall off. Or if that doesn't happen, then you might, uh, you might develop uh, severe, um, severe seizures. But if you have any of these problems, please see your doctor if you're still alive. Oh, it's amazing what these side effects will do. Yes. Look, and then look, and then two years later they come back. If you have taken this medication and have experienced so and so, you know, give us a call. You may be do some kind of really? <laughs> you know why was that you know, where 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 are the people that are supposed to be looking out for this kind of stuff? You know? It's just it's just sort of amazing. And it's all oh. about the politics and the money. Yeah. You know, between the lobbyists on, on Capitol Hill, the the the, the uh, senators and Republicans uh, and the representatives that get paid on the table to to push this yeah. through, and you know, hey, when it happens, we'll deal with it. You know, I'm I'm uh, waiting. Yeah, I'm waiting for the ad that says, "Are you having problems with erectile uh, dysfunction? Please take this pill." But the side effects, if you if you start developing breasts, it might be a good idea for you to see uh, <laughs> your uh, uh, your breast doctor. Uh, but I'm a man, but you're developing breasts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, God. Oh, you might need a memory. Look, that was what it was for, right? Oh, God. It's amazing. I mean, <laughs> I've taken a look at these. It, 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 it's, it's truly amazing these ads. They run the side effects right there on screen. I don't have, I don't watch TV, but I watch, uh, you know, on the internet about these TV. Yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's um, they have these side effects, and they have row after row after row of these severe side effects. And if you experience any mm-hmm. of these side effects, it would be a good idea for you to contact your physician. Well, no kidding. You know, that's uh, why I don't take drugs. Look, he's the one who gave me the medication to start with. <laughs> I know. And he's in the pocket of the you know? of Big Pharma. <laughs> right. So, uh, uh, just follow the money, man. Uh, that's, that's all you can say, follow the money. And choose wisely. Yeah. You know, if, in, yeah. in fact, grow your own herbs and stuff and start going back to the old days when they used the hey, herbal remedies. That is good advice. That is you very know, that, good that's advice. That's the safest way you could do it. You yeah. know, use the herbal, herbal remedies because this medication they give you today is crazy. I had you a know, and the hardest, and I, yeah. You know the hardest part about it is, Joe, when you mm-hmm. try and wean yourself off of it, and sometimes that's worse than not taking it at all. You know what I mean? Yeah, you well, know, they do have addictive effects. Yeah. yeah. I just why I don't take I don't take any drug except a painkiller, ibuprofen or Advil or something like that. And, um, um... That'll be, or oh, unless it's prescribed from my dentist, like from years ago. But other than that, mm-hmm. anything I have, I, I wait it out. If I don't see any progress within a month or so, then maybe, maybe I might go see a doctor. But I haven't had to go see a doctor in many a year. I wait it out because I do not want to get any kind of prescription that's going to get me hooked on this bloody drug. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny, I was, I was um, on the Internet the other day, and I saw something come up saying, the reason why you should stop taking ibuprofen. I said, oh, Lord. <laughs> you know, here we go. <laughs> well, they, even on the package, they tell you, if you use it more than um, once every four hours, if you do it for longer than seven days, stop. Mm-hmm. And even like, co- um, not codeine, but um, Tylenol, they'll tell you on the package, if you use it for more than seven days, 
it could affect your uh, your liver. Yeah. Once again, why am I taking it? Yeah. So I mean, I'm careful <laughs> to take that too. But I mean, it's luckily I've um, I haven't been seriously ill in many many a moon. You know, uh, I think it's because I refuse to go see a doctor because I read an article years and years ago about how they're really ruining the. Um, I'm not talking about big pharma. I'm talking about MDs at hospitals. How they're really ruining the practice, and because they are so careless, they are the ones that have created more infections within hospitals than anything else because they don't wash their hands. Right. They go from right. one patient to another patient, making their rounds. Oh, they touch, right. they touch patient X and touch patient Y, and they don't bother washing their hands. Hmm. You know. <laughs> you know, it's amazing you say that, and, and I know some of y'all won't think this is gross. I was listening to a comedian um, the other day, and he was talking about men getting a um, what what that thing is a uh, um, prostate exam. Mm-hmm. You know, right. and I thought about that. I say, now just think of what these doctors doing. They're taking their fingers, sticking them up somebody's butt. Yeah. You know, yeah. that thing. You know. <laughs> You know, so they take the gloves off and then they go and do whatever. Then the next patient come in. How do you know he didn't wash his hands? And if you don't say, "Hey, you need to wash your hands," please wash your hands. You know, uh, yeah. how do you know I transfer something to you? Let's long talk about uh, doing another prostate exam right after that. You, you know what I'm saying? I yeah. mean, I'm not I'm with the same gloves on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like wow. You know, and I think a lot of times. Patients, people, and patients don't really understand that. I almost got into a fight with my doctor at the VA many years ago, and that's one of the reasons why I stopped because this guy was just obnoxious. And I was not, I was, you know, because this is one of the few times that I actually had to go see a doctor because I was having a long, a long term, what I would consider a long term type of symptoms. And this guy was telling me um, about something that he was doing it in an obnoxious way. And I stood up, and I told him I was going to punch him. He believed me. So he calmed down, right? He sat down. And then from that point on, we had a nice, gentle conversation. <laughs> but you got to stand up for yourself. <laughs> you got to stand up. I was lucky because this guy could have said, go ahead and punch me. And if I had, you know, I would have ended up in jail. Mm-hmm. But see that when right. you're sick, you don't care about ramifications. All you care about is about getting well, and you don't want anybody um, acting. You know how doctors get obnoxious with you. Ooh, you don't want an obnoxious right. doctor at a time when you really want somebody to listen to what you're saying and to pay attention. <laughs> you know? Right. Oh, uh, that's it. That is it. You're right. So that's why I don't go to the VA hospital. I don't go to the VA hospital anymore. Ah, uh, you because know, I, I know me. It takes a lot to. I, I have a flash temper, but I don't have what's called, you know, a real bad temper. I don't have a temper that once it's inflamed, you can't control it. I have a flash temper. If people see it, they'll calm down, luckily, and then we can go along, go on our business. But some people have a real bad temper. No matter what happens, once that temper is lit, it's lit, and all hell's breaking loose. Luckily, I don't have that. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Thank goodness, huh? Yeah, because I, w- I would have been killed or in jail a long time ago. <laughs> well, we 
glad we're glad that didn't happen, Joe. Well, glad thanks. that didn't happen. Thanks, Eric, because I like him on your show and uh-huh. jabbing you every once in a while about not showing up. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Oh, All right, right. we're yeah. we gonna get up out of here, man. We're gonna get up out of here. I think I'm gonna come here and say unfortunately Pete got kicked out, so ah. you know, and after four o'clock. She can't yeah. get back in, so Right. Yeah, but it was good having her back on. Um, it was. Oh, you're, Friday, you're, you're planning on coming back Friday, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Friday, right. so we're going to be talking about these different scams that is out there. And I think that'll be a good time, being that income tax time is popping up. Mm-hmm. And so we talk about some of these scams that you need to, that um, people need to look out for. Okay. Uh, out there. So that, oh, what happened, to, what happened to you? What happened to Brother Lowe? I haven't, we haven't heard from him in a while. I mean, is he still in a black Israelite or what? <laughs> you know what, Brother Sadat is doing fine. Oh my God, you know, Brother I, Sadat! You know, yeah, yeah, I hear from him all the time. But uh, I will let him know that you asked about him. Yeah. You know, maybe uh, we get him on the show so, so yeah. y'all can have a conversation. Yeah, tell him my goats are asking about him too. <laughs> yeah, I, I shall do that. All right, so, so give me some last words, man. <laughs> all right. Uh, everybody, you know, this past New Year's, you know, it's good that you're still alive, hopefully. Um, you've lived past, through the seasons. So just be safe still. Be safe out there. And, you know, watch out because I have a feeling, I don't know about you, Eric, but I have a feeling 2019 is going to be one hell of a year. Mm, I, have, I got that feeling myself. Do you? Because I'm, I'm not, I'm not nope. feeling too good about 2019. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, we already started off in a very, very interesting mode as it Didn't is. Didn't we? So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, all right, Joe. Well, thank you, sir. You have a great week. You and, too, uh, Eric. I, and, I'll see all you all on right, Friday. You. God all willing, right. and I don't even believe right. in God, but God willing. <laughs> We 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 gonna get you there, Joe. You you no, you won't. More no. you have before. Look, I'll look, get you, you over to my side first. Before, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, I'm gonna have to sit the dock over your way then. All oh right, God. Thanks, Joe. Oh no. <laughs> All right. I'll see you Friday, Eric. <laughs> All right. Oh Lord. All right, y'all. What a great show. We covered a whole lot, a whole lot today. But the main thing we talked about was these keywords that um being used by the administration and uh, politicians in this ongoing battle they have. Now, if you want to know more about eminent domain and, and you know, what does the, the, the president have the power to do, um, all they got to do is go to U.S. Code, Title 10, Subtitle A, Part 4, Chapter 159, Statute 2663. And you tell you everything you need to know about this emergency uh, military uh, eminent domain and all this other great stuff they have going on. And it explains to you how they can take land um, and how they can make it be legal. legal. And remember, there's always key words that are being thrown out. Terrorists, terrorism, national defense, national emergency, uh, border security. Those are all key words. Those are all key words that are being used to keep try- you in the dark. Because don't they, they're banking on you. You just listen to what they say, but not researching what they're saying. You know, an informed, an informed citizen is a dangerous citizen. 
Remember that. All right, that's going to do it for me, man. As I said, we'll be back here Friday, same time, same time, same channel. We're going to be talking about some scams and the scams you need to look out for as far as um, with this tax season coming up. And I just got something came across my, my uh, feed that said tax returns will be sent out regardless of uh, this, this shutdown. And we do know that uh, the RS is not really being paid or working, so I don't know how they're going to make that work, but it's going to be interesting to see. So for those that, you know, have to rush with your uh, December paycheck and get your taxes done, and you may get it on time and you may not. But thank you for listening. Uh, this has been Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk, saying keep smiling, show appreciation to give with open heart, but make sure you're forgiving yourself first. And the biggest and best thing, learn to laugh at yourself. You laugh at yourself, everything else is just gravy. All right, until Friday, 2 p.m. Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, 1 Mountain Time. I am Mr. Talking for my co-host, Pete Rose. He said, have a wonderful week. Lord willing, we see you back here Friday with more of Less Talk. Take you out of here with some ragged bone, man. I'm only human. Don't put your blame on me. See ya. Enjoy your week. Bye. Maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm blind Thinking I can see through this and see what's behind Got no way to prove it, so maybe I'm lying But I'm only human after all I'm only human after all Don't put your blame on me Don't put your blame on me Take a look in the mirror and What do you see? Do you see it clearer Or are you deceived In what you believe? Cause I'm only human after all And you're only human after all Don't put the blame on me don't put your blame on me. Some people got the real problems. Some people lie to love. Some people think I can solve them. Lord, heaven's above. I'm only human after all. I'm only human after all. Don't put the blame on me. Don't put the blame on me. my opinion, don't ask me to lie, and beg for forgiveness for making you cry, for making you cry, I'm only human after all, I'm only human after all, don't put your blame on me, don't put the blame on me, oh, some people got the real problems, some people lie to love. No!
I'm only human after all. I'm only human after all. Don't put the blame on me. Don't put the blame on me. I'm only human. Do what I can. I'm just a man. I do what I can. Don't put the blame on me. Don't put your blame on me. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.